0: From the USSF approved territories of Georgia and Kentucky, and also from the FIFA approved territory of Brooklyn. This is the Monday Review. I'm Adam Bells. I've got Waki and Vince with me, and we're going to review the weekend's action, the action from late last week. First thing we got to talk about is Giovanni Reina. He scored a goal. I'll play the audio from it real quick. It could be
1: going as well Nico Schlotterbeck. His pass here is found Rafael Guerrero. Brandt.
0: Brandt's pass. Mukoko on here now for Gia Reina. What a finish. His first
1: goal in the Bundesliga since August of 2021.
0: Also continues to look very good, I thought. What do you guys think? I thought listening to that
2: was like reliving his easiest can be arrival and then just placing it right into the corner there
0: making the angle look easy too it wasn't an easy angle was it it was so calm nah. left left foot touch to set up the shot bent it around the defender he he's just a dude you know what I'm saying if he was a basketball player we would call him a real hooper
3: yeah and and you know hoopers know who's a real hooper and who's not yeah it's a it's a, you know it's something that you have deep down in your spirit and uh,
0: Gio, Gio definitely has that. You know, we've talked about this a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but the connection between him and Bellingham is really fun to watch. Obviously, he scored that goal. I sh- we should describe it. Some nice interchange up the left side, and he's kind of all alone on the left wing. Receives that pass from Makoko and takes a touch with his left foot, bends it into the far corner. So it was a very, it was an effortless, stylish goal. But it, sh- it should be mentioned that. Connection between Bellingham and Reina, like immediately in the the second minute, Bellingham scored a goal. And if you go back and watch it, Reina had a lot to do with that goal. There was a a throw in in Dortmund's half. Bellingham hits it to Reina. Reina works down the line and finds Mukoko's feet. Mukoko comes back to Brandt. Then Brandt plays it to Reina on the half turn, just inside the box, and then he finds Bellingham at the top of the box. Bellingham uh, slips it out to Sula, and then Sula. Uh, cuts it back to the penalty marker for Bellingham to just slap it into the goal, very like a very beautiful team goal. But I, I guess the reason I say all that is, it's not just that Reina scores goals and like does this kind of he has this effortless vibe on the field. He is relied upon by Dortmund to carry the ball up that up that left wing in this game.
2: Yeah, he, he, go ahead. He was a driver of that goal because first it was him running in, and there was a pass in there somewhere, and then when he receives it, he combines like the, the power of that play with the little his past to Bellium was like a tiny little classy chip yeah so it's like switching from running in everything's moving fast to slowing
3: the game down really quickly and, and uh doing a little chip that it then can be played across he's so good so basically Dortmund would be just you know ne- neglecting their responsibilities of putting out a, a winning professional football team if they did not rely on Geo to, you know, get the ball to field, you know, just being a, well, one of those ball pre- progression cheat codes as
1: Greg Velasquez would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's him. I mean, now, I mean, I'm worried we're, we're
2: risking being a little bit too high on him at this point.
0: You think so?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No. But no, because- I th- no, I don't. I, of course I don't think so. I think
0: we're right <laughs> okay, on the money. To-
3: <laughs> we're right on the money. Right on the money. I mean, we could probably go up a level, man. I mean, you know, with with Gio, the ceiling is the roof. I had another
1: (laughs) note.
2: (laughs) Exactly. The ceiling is the roof for for Gio. I had a note on him that I wanted to share. He has kind of a medium high rate of going to pick up the ball on the sideline for a throw-in, but then ultimately tossing it back for an arriving teammate. This happened in the World Cup qualifiers a few times. I think it was against El Salvador. And kind of the, the joke within the community was he just always wants to be on the ball. But based on this game, I have a new theory. It's a strategic thing he does. He's trying to draw a defender in so he can make a quick run as he tosses it. And we saw a little bit of that today. So okay. I think he's been planning that all along. He just hasn't had the, quite the right moment.
3: Oh, and, and so, so that brings up another, another point about his performance is that, you know, um, he, he, he wasn't trotting around too much, you know? I mean, he was. Don't get me wrong. But he will trot. He, he will yeah, trot. Yeah, There's no- yeah he, he will trot. But he also stretched that hand me out a little bit, trying to get in, make some tackles, poke the ball away and stuff like that. And, you know, we saw some, you know, start-stop, some bursts, some, some suddenness from him. So... All great signs. All great signs. And played 66 minutes. We were not, not one week ago,
2: maybe even less. We were thinking, hey, maybe this is a 30 minute player in the World Cup.
3: Right. right. I mean, can it, it's such good news, the whole thing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's good news now. Um, but you know, we're, we're not out of the woods. And if something were to happen, we're going to be looking back in these 66 minutes like,
0: damn it, Dortmund, you done done it again. Well there was a lot of uh I have a few other things. There were a lot of, there was a lot of emotion after the goal. You know, he he went to his knees and then fell on his face. Yeah. Uh, on the grass. He and Bellingham cuddled on the ground for a while. Um I yeah. Mukoko was was lying face up on the ground next to Reina just enjoying the moment. I mean, lots of lots of emotion there. He's an, an emotional guy. guy. You think uh, he is? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was in tears sure. every every, not every setback, but at the beginning and then the, the, the next big setback.
3: Yeah, set. and then and then you know you got the gestures, the the perceived petulance. You know what I'm saying all like all that's emotion, yeah. emotion coming out in different ways. So he is he is a very emotional dude. Where's it on his sleeve? But but for some reason this, reaction to this goal surprised me a little bit. But but I, I like I guess I hadn't realized that he hadn't scored because
0: you know we've gotten excited about assists and whatnot. But Yeah, I hadn't realized that either. Four hundred and twenty one days since a league goal. I feel like he scored uh in the in some other competition, but maybe not.
3: You know what? And and, and, and this tells you the power of G Arena, that he avoided a you know, he avoided having a Twitter account made. Because even <laughs> yeah. even you, you like like even our haters know, like hey, that, that's
0: that dude. Yeah. They're not gonna make it decent. Yeah. He that's, also um there was a there was one so he did He did some good poke tackles. I don't know. Do, didn't you have a word for that, Walkie? where you just stick your foot in and poke the ball through through the other guy? I would think it would have to be a poke tackle. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to improve upon I'll, that. I'll, I'll take it, yeah. Um, and he also, speaking of him stretching out his hammy, he went in hard to do try one of these poke tackles, got called for a foul, it disagreed vigorously with the referee. I mean, it look, looked put upon that this would be called. And then um you could see him mouth to the guy he allegedly fouled i got all ball i got the ball and then you see then you see the, the slow motion replay he didn't get the ball at all the guy <laughs> he go, just got the guy um so i appreciate that um you know steadfast
1: dishonesty from him yeah i could, yeah. you're it's it seems like dishonesty in soccer it might actually be people it's, it's, people it's, like it's definitely it. something you need to leverage yeah. yeah, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, that's, it's the world's game,
1: you know? And
0: I just think there's just, a lot of different honesty codes out there.
1: Go ahead. And his hamstring
2: looked his, looked fine. We were a little worried about it at the end of last game. He was just
3: tired, it turned out. Yeah. We were uh, spinning our wheels in panic there. Or at uh, least I was. Uh, oh, man, there was this one moment uh, in the second half where I think he was going up for an aerial duel or something. But he, he I guess he ended up getting hit in the hip, and uh, like after he comes down, he like grabs his uh, you know lower butt cheek, upper hamstring area, and I was like, Oh man, ah oh, man, he, he like he got me for a second, but then you know you see a minute later he's 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 running and whatnot. He so. needs to
2: be careful with these physical cues, and maybe he
0: might be messing with us a little bit. He you needs know. to be he needs to be facetiming twenty four seven with a uh, trainer. And make sure he makes all the right decisions over the next few weeks. Everything he eats, everything yes. he does. I, well,
2: yes, obviously that, and also just communicate to us that that's what you're doing, and don't make it seem like you're hurt when you're not. That's a lot to ask. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. I take back the request.
3: Yeah, because uh, like I mean, the thing that you know hasn't been talked about here is uh, he he has to be running out of of ham ham to string somewhere. Like I mean, I don't know how many times you can. You can tear your hamstring, uh, and I don't know how many strings are on the ham. Well, but see, now, now you have me worried again. I thought we, were, we turned a corner,
2: we were feeling really positive. But, you know.
3: I, I, look, look, I am feeling positive.
1: All I'm saying is, hey, take, take be, it easy. Be mindful
0: of the number of strings on your ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Uh, a couple other Americans scored. I mean, l- let's, let's be straight about it. It was a f- fantastic weekend. For the player pool, but let's let's go on to the next goal. This one's from McKenny.
3: Grappling with the other captain, badly nearly. corner.
1: McKenny. A couple of unlikely goal scorers tonight for Juventus.
0: Even in victory, he gets a little bit of a backhanded compliment from the commentator. But he dunked on Empoli right back, Petar Stojanovic, for Juve's second goal in a four-zero win at home. He's just so good in the air. Um, our best attacker in the air for the national team by a very large distance. And, I, you know, you notice, I, th- I thought he had an okay performance, but you notice when he comes off, Maxi Allegri just loves him. I mean, he's like smiling all over him and giving him yeah. hugs. Just
2: shots of them walking side by side, like they're on a buddy's trip.
0: It, yeah, It does feel like Wes isn't quite as fond of Allegri as Allegri is of Wes.
2: Which is the dynamic you want. Yes. As a player. <laughs> well, his, his header goal, it was, it was kind of like the smart, undersized big man dunk. It was, it was a clear dunk. One where you kind of have to, you jump off two feet, you're kind of out of the rim, you're on a dead stop, you got guys hanging on you and you just have to know the angles and then be smart about the angles, but you have to have the, the power to get up through it. It was kind of that type of goal. Not yeah, that there were literally men hanging on him, but that was the energy for me
3: maybe a little head fake to get the people yeah, exactly. around you off balance or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. I got
1: you. I got you. But yeah, the, the, the black maca he's back. You you can't keep him down for too long. Can't keep him down for too long.
0: Yeah. He, he had a, he had a couple, you know, sloppy moments on the ball as he often does, but he, he's, um he did a lot of good stuff on the ball too. And he's worked, he worked his butt off, which is kind of his role for Juventus right now.
1: Yeah. And, that's that's
0: the, and, and that
2: is the goal he goal scored. That's one we have to have in the World Cup. So that's the goal we've kind of been looking for. So it's good we, to see this, this close in.
3: Gotta have it. We gotta yeah. have it. And, and the thing is, we're, we're, like I, w- I would take it to the bank that we're going to get at least, he's going to find his head on a set piece opportunity. It just, is it going to go in or not? That,
2: that goal was kind of like the one against Mexico, wasn't it? Because he didn't have a run up on that one either. He can just be at a, be there and jump. Oh, it, yeah.
0: It was. Yes. I thought it was kind of like the one against at Canada where that got tipped over the bar right at the end of the first half. Oh, yeah. In yeah. this case, it wasn't tipped over the bar. Obviously. Anything else on Wes? A lot of talk of uh, benching him at the World Cup. Uh,
2: I don't. I, I will not hear that talk. <laughs> I, I guess I'll hear it, but it 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 strikes a negative chord with me. I, I don't love it. One note I have on him is I think he's an underrated player to watch run aesthetically. I like mm-hmm. the way he leans forward. It's kind of far forward, but it seems like the right angle.
1: Yeah. Like like he's never he's never in danger of losing balance or anything, but he does have yeah. that torso, you know, it's far Let's forward. All that power the... is going straight forward.
0: 45 degree angle or so. He's an incredible athlete. He's he incredible balance and ability to control the space around him as we like to talk about on this podcast
2: i have very little m- memory of him ever doing something clumsy
0: yeah
1: and even it, would, when, it, it would be defensively a while back but
2: even those moments they're not that clumsy it's just he it was just a slightly slow decision
0: how many times does he run the ball down into the corner which is if you've played much soccer you know, if you get, you've you got the ball in the corner with a defender on your back, it's a really difficult spot to do anything. You know, there's no, there's, you got to be a lot better than the other guy to get around him in that spot. And he does it all the time. He does it in, he does it in Serie A. He does it in CONCACAF. He gets on the, he gets on the, he's got the ball in the end line and he somehow finds a way to just um, leverage his body and get around that guy yeah. and then, and then stand across up at the back post or something, you know.
3: Bro, and 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 I think it was this game too, where he did give somebody like a nice little shoulder, like in the box. I think ran out to a ball, gave somebody a nice shoulder, then laid it off.
0: Yeah.
3: maybe
0: Pepe scored a really big goal for Groningen and um, played well in what I think is kind of a famous win for them. They they beat PSV four to two, the first time they've beaten them in eight years. Here's the audio from the goal. That was awkward for Abispo, and it's been taken off him. It's Ngonga, and it's in by Pepe, and Groningen lead. I remember Ngonga playing with Richie Ledesma at Young PSV a couple years ago, and um, he actually, I think he's going to help Pepe a lot because he created a lot of danger in this game. Anyway, Pepe got the goal, uh, the opener, and he was involved in a lot of their attacking moves. He has his moments of messiness in the holdup. I think I had a couple early in this match, but he's doing a lot of nine stuff quite well. I counted three little line splitting passes or, or like opponent splitting passes. One, two to put teammates into the box. One in the first half, one in the second half. One resulted in a shot. And then he also, he also did one of those little splitting passes to get out of a pickle on the left sideline. He also combined in the build-up to the fourth goal at the end, the one that iced it, and then made a run to the back post that dragged attention away from the goal scorer, who flashed the penalty marker, and thumped in the cutback. That place was on fire, too. What he a,
2: also, on the, on the third goal, he did a semi-dummy, where it looked like he was going to back-heel it. Instead, the guy just took it off him and dribbled a couple guys and shot and scored. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So I want to give him some you know, good instinct to leave that. Also, we should probably describe the goal. It, it was a rebound that, or the keeper saved it, dropped it a little bit. And then, then I think kicked it directly to him. But so he had an open goal. He put good power on it. On the shot. I think a lesser striker would have gotten a little nervous there. He wasn't nervous. Kicked it right in.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah uh, didn't, didn't have to take any, you know, he didn't have to settle it, take a touch or something like that. That might've, you know, reduced his chances of scoring there. One touch. Yeah. One touch. Boom. Right in the, right in the kisser
2: but uh <laughs> and then what a it, scene in the stadium it, it, it has the stadium camera shake too yeah so it's like ah, and the screen's moving a little bit and then he just went with the standard celebration which is the jump and the mini fist pump and then he did a little arm spread and then he did a handshake high five with someone in the crowd it wasn't anything flashy but i think that that's kind of hopefully we see a lot of that it's, celebration.
3: it's nice you gotta you gotta get back to business.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I do feel like he missed the moment a little bit, though. It was like, that crowd was insane. I,
2: you know, he scored it. He could have gone, had his run go straight to the end line crowd. I think they were the normal, the And they they were were the rowdy ones ones in the stadium, too. He kind of looped and went out to the outside. So maybe he's he's a little leery of the intensity of that intimacy he would have with that. um,
0: I mean, I'm projecting quite a bit there, but... (laughs) The captain who scored the fourth goal, he went straight to the crowd behind the goal and started screaming at them. And they started screaming back at him as they were throwing beers everywhere. Yeah.
3: Yeah. This is, this is seeming to be a real good spot, man. Real good yes. spot for, for Rico. It was,
0: it's, it's, it's nice, man. It's nice. It uh, really is. It's a, it's exactly the role he, he would have ostensibly played for the U.S. Yeah. And he's doing it pretty well. Oh, I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of this team now, Groningen.
3: Me too. Gotta be, gotta be. I was, I was wondering, you know, we're we're gonna get to Leeds, but with Leeds, you know, looking a looking a bit shaky. Who, who is gonna be our 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 source, our source of power and happiness? Ronan. Um, that the whole fan base rallies <laughs> around. So yeah, it, it could be Groningen. We got a few, um, we got a few candidates, I guess. But uh, oh, also bells, the. So, so yes, he did have the sloppy moments and and build up a few times early in the match. But as he, as he got into the game, man, he, he really started, he really started balling. Yeah, I think so. I felt because at first I was going to say, you know, he had some good and some bad. And I, and as once, once you watch the whole game, I think he was objectively good receiving the ball. And this just brings me to my other point that, uh, PSV, PSV really getting passed around by Americans. This season, you know, we got we got we got Malik probably having maybe his one one of his two or three good moments of the season against PSV. James Sands, of course, Matt Turner, Rico Pepe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I love it, and I mean, maybe we can get. Uh, I mean, who who who's in a bad run of, run of form right now? Can we can we get John Brooks? <laughs> Playing PSV in the Europa League or something. Wait, no, wait, I, feel wait. Like
0: ben, I feel like I feel like Benfica is gonna make it to the knockout rounds of the Champions League, so we can't. Yeah. Uh, well,
3: well, whoever, whoever. I mean, can we get the uh, all the all the MLS players that have lost in the playoffs? We we need a we need a friendly against PSV scheduled. <laughs> get them on the plane. Get them, get them over here, man, because it's 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 open season for Just America. Set
2: up camp <laughs> by Rude Van Troy's house. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah. We need it. And you know, we, we, we don't, we don't slut shame on this pod, but uh, you know, PSV maybe needs to get tested.
2: We, we, yeah, I we, it's true. We don't, we haven't yet. <laughs> we haven't had a reason to, I it. It honestly had never even occurred to me that we might, but we do not do it.
3: We, we do not do it. So PSV keep, keep getting
0: passed around. Actively seek out Americans yeah. to, to give up goals to. Thank you. You know, and some people, um there may be a tendency of, from some of us to be upset with Ruud van Nistelrooy for not playing Richie Ledesma more. Um, I'm not. I'm not in that camp. I think Van Nistelrooy is probably Ledesma's best ally. You know,
1: I mean, he has to be one of them because yeah. I mean, he kept him around.
3: Right. He put him. Put him in against Arsenal.
0: Yeah, uh, and he has given him some minutes. It's just Ledesma's not. He's not, I don't know. He's not there. He's not there yet. Yeah. Still still I mean, baking. Right. He's, he's still baking. And, and,
3: and like I said, was the last week or whatever. If he ends up being a PSV for, for a minute, then, then let it be, let it be. That's, that's, that's a real nice spot.
2: We, no, we allowed more than a minute. We, we were saying he could be a career guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, 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 hey, if his whole career is at PSV, I'll take it. Yes. That is an objectively successful career. So so we'll see, but yeah, PSV just got, they got a
1: lot of dudes, like in that attacking role specifically. Yeah.
0: And I don't know if Pulisic's, I mean, sorry, not Pulisic, Ledesma, I don't know if Ledesma's ready for the number six role. All right, should we talk about Pulisic, Christian Mate Pulisic? Yeah, he came on
2: somewhere in the 70th minute range, maybe a little later, and didn't really do a whole
1: lot up until he won a corner. That would then was turned into a penalty and was scored, right. and that was what he did.
2: He also, yeah. after he won the corner, he did a good, get loud motion with. He kind of flapped his right <laughs> arm up, which was really good. And then you, there was some three men right in the front row who loved it. They they started doing it too, and and it was strangely, as Pulisic, he was kind of an innocuous corner he won. He got. A congratulatory tap on the back from both the main united keeper and one other defender. Wow. So he really had an impact on pretty much everyone in that in that building. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations. And then on the celebration, he was the first to uh Jorginho. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of doing that distance where he gave him like a supportive observer, like you do your celebration. And he got a little close. The problem is the rest of the Chelsea team was streaming in so Pulisic got overrun and was kind of shut out of the, the
1: big uh, jump upon huddle on the sideline
0: and then he had a couple good dribbles or something did he have a co- yeah. couple good dribbles or something or like what did he have a couple good dribbles I think he had like one I don't remember I was
2: it, really the goal was his big moment <laughs> the rest was an afterthought and then they ended
1: up giving up the lead and tying
3: he didn't right. do a whole lot this game
1: yeah, um I'm I'm seeing he has he had 7 touches supposedly. So okay. He's a good player. But, we need him. Yeah, and and one well, well, one thing that, you know, made me feel kind of good
3: was just seeing like once the lineup was dropped, um a whole bunch of Chelsea supporters that of course, uh, you know, there there's no love lost between the the people that listen to this podcast and and Chelsea supporters specifically. But they, they, were, they were saying that, that Pulley needed to be in the lineup. He, he probably had earned it. So it wasn't just us, you know, with our uh, red, white, and blue glasses on saying that, you know, he had played well. Uh, everyone everyone had seen and acknowledged that he had played well over these past two matches and probably
1: deserved a start. So, yeah. Graham, we'll Graham was always going to need to see a little bit more, you know, mm. just dispositionally. So. I have to say his. Uh, I think he talked about it. He called it like a
3: glow up or something <laughs> from going from uh, Brighton to Chelsea and like he has like his haircut and shit like. Um, I, I, I don't know why, but it, it makes him look more ridiculous. And my grandpa are having a fade. I, I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. Usually, usually a fade looks good on most people, but him specifically not. Nah.
2: And you know, you knew straight away. You didn't even just need to see it. You knew a fade wouldn't not quite fit, Graham Potter.
3: Right? It, it just don't fit. It don't fit. I don't. I don't care how how nice your line is. It, it's not you, bro. It's just not you. What kind of haircut is him? W- whatever he had before. I don't. I don't know what he had before. But just go yeah. back to the Brighton.
2: I mean, with him, the better the line, the worse it's going to fit. Right. You need something a little, a little, uh, <laughs> a little rough around the a little, a little
1: sloppy. Even maybe not sloppy, but. Let's not get it too clean and tight. Doesn't make sense for you, Graham. Well. All right. Let's talk about Leeds. Well, they yeah. won up
2: 1-0. And no one would have felt confident at that point. I, I think even Jesse Marsh knew not to celebrate at all. And then they, they lost.
3: Oh, was about, he did celebrate, though. Yeah, but it was, it was muted. Uh, well, well, yeah, I guess when you talk about the. When you talk about Jesse Marsh celebrations, yeah, it was me. Yeah, I mean, they're,
2: they're, they're so far down right now, you can't even celebrate a goal as hard as you would like yet. They need a couple of results. Mm. And hopefully, he. it seems like he's going to get a chance to do a few results. He hasn't been fired yet, as far as I know. So, yeah.
3: Supposedly, he's getting to the World Cup, which in the league, I'm pretty sure they
1: got they got Liverpool and somebody else good. So, they could know. always pull it off. Who knows?
2: Um, this, this was the first really big time he had to do a full stadium walk around and applaud people as they booed him. Oof. That's a really <laughs> unique character building experience that, as far as I know, only exists in the sport of soccer. There's no other profession. Yeah, You don't yeah. even do this in other sports. Right, right, I, I yeah, like it. Just... I, I think he's such a positive self-talker. He's probably telling himself, like, this is a great opportunity.
0: I'm really glad how badly this is going. <laughs> so Adams didn't even start, right? Or didn't play? He had a small injury. He's got a he's got an injury.
2: Supposed to be back in a week. Aronson played. I don't think he was the problem.
3: I think he was fine. They. I mean, just, what what did you think? I I mean, uh, fine. Might be underselling a little bit. It seemed, especially in these past. Uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Leicester match out. He wasn't he wasn't that good in Leicester. He was fine. He did some things. But uh like the Arsenal match, this match against against Fulham, like he's he's really doing some things. He's really putting some together some performances that, that are making me consider some things. Yeah. My favorite thing that
2: he's doing is he'll he'll kinda be running in from the left a little bit into the middle and receive the ball. And then it looks like he's gonna play it to the right, but he'll play it left to a man who's not in in the picture, in the T V picture
3: yeah like a, like across his body
2: yeah, yeah, that's my favorite pass he's doing and Ty- Tyler Adams has been doing that pass to Brendan Aronson. like there's been good stuff between these two
3: yeah, pretty and consistently
1: that,
3: pretty consistently, and i mean for for Brendan to not come out of this stretch this stretch of matches without a uh without an assist at least it, it's been pretty crazy, you know uh Pat Bamford, he got his hair cut, um still ineffective. Yeah. So I don't know, yeah. man. I mean, he, what he said? He had like six or seven key passes in this, in this last game. And Brendan did. So, I mean, mm. you know, he's, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. And, you know, uh, as
1: far as how this affects what I think about the national team. Well, here's what I like. Well, I don't, I don't know why we constantly need to compare aaronson and Tim Weah.
3: well well it, it definitely wasn't gonna be Tim Way I'll tell you that Waki. okay okay uh yeah as as far as a wing option like, because cause he's not doing this from the wing
1: right? yeah he's
3: he's not he's not playing winger uh he he's playing as a ten usually in this in this in Jesse marsh's system, so you know it's making it's making me think about some things man if we do end up playing this uh double pivot with uh Tyler and Musa close to each other and and one midfielder that's up and in the attack, you know? Uh, but
2: you're really going to put him into kind of a battle against Wales in the midfield? Hey,
3: look, Maybe, look but... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just, I'm just saying that, that I would consider it. And to be honest, it's taken me a lot to even get to this point. <laughs> and and, and not, a, not, not just to get to this point, but to publicly uh, say it right a, it's a, a big deal like a it's a big right. deal it's brave of you we, we we hadn't had the opportunity to really watch him week in and week out when he was with Salzburg right we we just I don't know if we've watched this man over go through a full season of games and just see how he develops what what, what he what he's like really really about you know we see him on the wing uh for the national team but I just think this is an opportunity to learn some things and we're, and we're getting some positive, positive data points.
2: I would say his past, wow. the past few good games he've ha- he's had has looked like his better games with Salzburg except with not quite as many easy free chances just because they were so dominant. Yeah. So, Which is
1: oh good and, news
2: because that was a lower level and now he's
3: kind of figuring out here. And then that brings up another thing
1: that I saw this weekend uh, going back to Gio and Dortmund. Matt Yemi. Emmy is, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say too much because he's probably going to end up making me look stupid because Dortmund usually doesn't miss on these
3: things. But you didn't but
0: think he was that good?
3: I, I've, I've seen him, you know, we watch Dortmund a lot and I, I haven't seen too much.
2: Adam, I assume you have some skepticism about this Aronson talk?
0: No, I'm just listening. I, I, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with it. You know, I, I know he's a useful player. Um, I guess I, I guess I'm constrained by, I'm constrained by what I believe Burhalter's going to do with the lineup, with the formation. And, um, I'm not going to bench Weston McKinney for Brennan Aronson at this point. Mm-mm. And, uh, and I think we need Tim Weah to stretch the field on one of those wings I think he does, something, he does something with his off-ball movement. I feel like I've said this a million times, but he does stuff with his off-ball movement, and he's, his ability to pick out a pass from the right wing is, is pretty much singular in our player pool. We need that. So then it's just a question of who do you start on the left wing, Rainer or Pulisic. I'm going to say Rainer right now, and um, Aaronson's and not starting for me. But I, even though I you know I, I, I don't disagree with anything Vince just said. Except for maybe the openness to starting him at the ten.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's a it
3: is a uh, system dependent thing, because if the midfield three is part of the three of the you know of the two three five, then that's definitely a no for Brendan for me.
1: But if that ten is a part of the attack, because you have, you know, the double pivot and. <clears throat> So basically, if
2: you had Tyler Adams yeah. paired with someone like Eunice Musa or whoever or Weston, yeah. although
3: yeah, I don't you got, know if Weston would do that, so if you got Tyler in there, you got Tyler, another eight next
1: to him, and I mean, what we were doing was, you know, keeping the right back back with Reggie Cannon and all that. Um, then then I would, I'd consider it. I consider it.
0: Okay. Let it never be said that on the scuff podcast, we don't uh, adjust our opinions based on the data. Let it never be said. Anything else on leads?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just well, like I
3: said earlier, we're, we're on that search now. Uh, we're, we're of course, we're very fickle, like all fan bases, we're very fickle. What have you done for us lately, leads? You're not holding up your end of the bargain, we're not getting a lot of we're not getting a lot of good moments from you right now
2: and also so, stop allowing set piece type goals right. Also, on your attacking set we, they, were, they had an attacking set piece where they allowed a total breakaway the to type mm-hmm. where there's just a guy dribbling at goal for 60 yards with no one in front of him that's a that's something just the optics of that let's cut that out because fans will notice that like i don't i don't like that
3: yeah that it, it, it just seems like even if it's not the coach's fault, that seems like something that the coach that, that would get blamed on the
1: coach. Yeah. Also, are we going to talk about Jedi and Tim Ream in this match? Well, uh, Tim Ream was good.
2: He had a bunch of blocks, and he had some. He had one really nice pass to to Jedi down the left side that went across, and I think that's where one of Fulham's really good early chances came from. And then mm-hmm. Tim had that really long, left footed.
1: Diagonal. That was nice. Yeah. And then some good defensive stuff. Is that generally what, what were you thinking about him? Or uh I don't.
3: Uh, uh so I think Tim has been uh a little bit worse uh lately than he had been to, to start the season. But still doing a job somewhat. I I, I don't know. Like I was on the Tim Reen bandwagon, and I think I still am considering all the options. But yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's like a slam dunk. I think I, w- I was trying to judge if
2: people being really pro on Tim Ream was uh, more of a reflection of dissatisfaction with our current, you know, Berhalter and our current center backs. Because yeah. people were saying he was really good in this game. He was, he was good. He wasn't, I don't think he stood out that much in this game, other than right. a few good passes and blocks.
3: Right, right, and and that's that's basically where I met. And and he was unfortunate for one of the blocks that he did make, uh, resulted in that first Leeds goal. Like the did, ball, the ball came off of him and just popped up in the air, and it got headed home by Rodrigo. And that goal
2: had heavy American involvement because, kind of, the, the first pass came from Aronson and it went across yep. Anthony, and he maybe could have.
3: Oh yes, yes, yes. He could have cut that judged out. Judge that better. Right, without a doubt, without a doubt, you could judge that better. Uh, got got eaten up by the ball.
2: Yeah, I think I, that was a mistake there. Yeah, I yeah. was a little bit, maybe a little bit too high on him last week.
1: That I was the about type that. of thing
2: that, um, yeah. And wasn't a disaster? He was kind of backpedaling, and then he had to move forward, and he went, he misjudged it, and just went for it. Mm-hmm. He probably shouldn't have done
3: that. And then oh, when Reem recovers, blocks the shot. Right, they had in the deflection. And I was uh. Uh, so since the, the Jedi comments, right, about the one ankle thing, I, I was I was just watching him to see. And I don't know, maybe maybe there were a couple of times where he was like slowing down off of a sprint where he like kind of hopped up a little gingerly to make sure he wasn't putting all the force on an ankle. Hmm. Uh, but most of the time, like stop and start and changing directions, he looked fine. Uh, there were just a few moments where I was like,
1: eh, but, but, uh, you know. It doesn't really seem to be affecting the performance too much. Oh, I didn't even
0: notice that. Well, Fulham won three two, and uh, I guess so. You heard, you said Leeds Leeds okay, is going to keep okay. Marsh until the World Cup.
3: Yeah, so this is, I think that's what they said on the broadcast, or or what the uh, the club owner said publicly, or something like that. I I saw it on the Discord. But um, so they have Liverpool on Saturday. They got Bournemouth the week after at home that, I mean, if he doesn't win that one, he's probably getting fired. Yeah. So, you, you know, Bournemouth at home, you, you gotta get, you gotta get a dub there. Um, Wolves in the EFL cup. You you need to sit everybody. <laughs> you need to, you need to punt the EFL cup, man. We, we
1: don't need, we don't need to worry about that. And then, uh, last game before the world cup Tottenham in London. Uh, yeah. Sunday, November 12th. All right, so if he goes one for three in the league, maybe he, <clears throat> maybe lives through and Christmas.
3: Maybe right. he he and and just to cap this off, Leeds are in the relegation
0: zone, uh, on nine points, two points behind West Ham. All right, in MLS, uh, Dallas got knocked out of the playoffs. Jesus Ferreira was not particularly impressive. They lost two one in Austin. Went down two zero in the first half. Didn't seem like they had much up their sleeve at all. And then Estevez subbed on Franco Hara at the half and dropped Jesus into kind of a number 10 role. Thought he looked a little better in that spot, but was not involved in Dallas' second goal. I mean, Dallas' second half goal, it was Velasco after some nice combination from Pomacall and Farfan down the left wing. How are you guys feeling about Ferreira these days?
3: I mean, I really don't know how I'm feeling about Jesus, but, but, but I know I feel how I feel about Austin FC. And, and that is that I don't like them. I don't like them. They, they, they seem to be doing a lot of whining and yeah. that's not the type of, that's not the type of carrying on that I can, that I can get with. You know what I'm saying? T- talking about how everybody, how everybody has disrespected them. Uh, just today, their owner, uh, Anthony Precourt yeah, tweet, <laughs> tweeted out a laminated, <laughs> a laminated page of each of the. Uh, I guess the MLS writers' personalities, um, preseason—you know—picks on Austin FC. A lot of them had them like 11th in the West, 12th, whatever. So they got—I mean—they got all the names on there: Matt Doyle, Andrew Weeby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: And it's, uh, it's like
3: they—they do this as a marketing thing, but they're turning against the marketing
2: arm of their. <laughs> It feels so
0: fake. It's so dumb.
2: uh Yeah, it, I mean, it's I'm, just, not, I'm not calling, you know, the the writers shills or anything, but that's that's, that's they it are paid they're employees they're the of business.
0: the league.
1: Yeah, 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 and uh, uh, like uh, like I guess this is something you you should expect. I don't know
3: because you know, of course, uh Austin got a large influx of people, you know, during the pandemic of a whole bunch of. Tech bros or whatever flee, uh, fleeing the oppressive government of California because they couldn't do uh, I don't I don't know what it is that they wanted to do but they couldn't do that during a, a global pandemic and 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 they've brought the same energy to their soccer team and I'm I'm not I'm not with it I'm not with it and and I don't like that one guy either the uh the guy that says all right or whatever the hell you
1: don't like
0: McConaughey no no well that's wow no. What are people not allowed to move to Texas now, Vince? Is that what's going on? Hey, look. No moving to Texas. Yeah, yeah, have to you, stay. Brought a, you brought a lot into this. Everybody <laughs> has in California it. has to stay in California. Don't move hey, to Texas.
3: Look, man. Uh Joe Rogan FC over there the, <laughs> over there in Austin. All right. <laughs> all right. All, right, all so right. as for Jesus,
1: I'm I'm sticking with him.
2: Okay. You know?
1: I don't, I don't need to be making emotional judgments this this close to uh, zero day.
0: Yeah. I I I just can't help but compare. I I guess it was loud in Austin. I was list, I was watching late at night, so I I had the volume down pretty low.
2: Was it Gronigan loud?
0: No, not even it the, the 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 intensity level of those two scenes to me, it just is no comparison. I'm I'm on these good vibes of watching Peppy Score for Groningen in a in a essentially a regular season game against PSV, and then I watched I I turn on Dallas and it's like I don't know it's just such a grind for them to get anything going in the attack and all these bright green lights flashing everywhere. I'm like, come on, man, this is. Oh, hold hold on, I'm gonna be a Euro snob before (laughs) before this is over.
3: Like I gotta give I gotta give a little shout out to Austin. Like you know they number one they had some. they had some different chants that I hadn't heard. They had, a, they, it was kind of that, that I was feeling a little bit I'm like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. were
0: feeling Joe Rogan FC's chance.
3: Hey, I, 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 I don't, out. I don't think Joe Rogan had a hand in those. Yeah. Um, they, they probably, you know, dipped into, dipped into one of the neighborhoods that they gentrified and, and got a, an, an authentic awesome culture altar. there. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> But 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 then after that they promptly send a packet. Promptly sent a packet out the city. With the raised real estate prices and whatnot.
1: Yeah.
3: Austin I hate you. You hear me? South by Southwest, University of
0: Texas, everything. I'm coming for you. I've not, I don't think I've ever been to Austin. I did read some of that um I did read some of that LBJ biography.
2: That really has very little to do with visiting Austin. <laughs> I don't... in my spent opinion, a lot of time In there.
0: my opinion. Um, all right. Should we move on to Tim Weah? Let's do yeah. it. Tim Weah had another good cameo. He came on in the 67th with the game 3-3, and Lille ended up defeating Monaco 4-3. He was not involved with the goal, but did some progressive stuff. Also got caught offside three times by my count. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Twice? Yeah. Well, but one um, of the times pers- was so offsides,
2: I think it should count as three. <laughs> yeah,
0: what was he doing on that one?
2: I don't think he had a plan. Well, he, it, it, no, I should take that back. It seemed like he had a plan. I just don't know what it was. He was about seven yards offside, right next to the goalkeeper, basically.
0: Running horizontal. Doing running a line. He was
2: going somewhere. He, he did not want to be past the ball. I think he was doing some sort of sneak attack to a secret location that
0: he hadn't revealed yet. Here's I what don't. it is I figured it out. I just figured it out. He's so, he cares so much about aesthetics that when he makes a run, he is never going to like stop yeah. and go back the direction he came. He just, yeah. he, yes. he is compelled to continue his momentum in whichever direction he's going for the aesthetics of it. And I back him, I back him on that.
2: Create that arc, put it out there, let the people see it.
3: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think maybe he was just expecting a return pass there and he was just making that line, breaking run to, to get it. He didn't get it. And then Jonathan David passed it to him. Like, a solid two and a half seconds late and it was like yeah.
2: uh, I mean He just kept with it. he didn't he didn't he didn't cut back. He Adam was right, that like he kept with the run. He wanted the aesthetic of it.
0: But why did David pass it to him? He was he really was people think we're exaggerating probably. He really was five to seven yards offside. With,
2: and five to seven yards. There was less space between Weya and the end line than him and the last defender. So he was like Yeah. The reason (laughs) David passed to him is because he could not have possibly considered that Tim Tim would have been that far offside and have been that casual about it. He just probably sensed his body language and his periphery is like, well, he's onside. He's there for a reason. Surely
0: I can pass to him. Right, maybe.
3: Well, it was a weird thing,
0: but he... Go
3: ahead. Well, I was going to say that the first offside, that was clearly just like a late pass. Like he had had made that nice run uh, down the wing. Pass, you know, coming through the space between the left center back, left fullback type thing. He was gonna, he was gonna get there, get to the end line. Who knows what happens then? But the world may never know.
0: He did have one really nice moment in stoppage time where he combined cleverly up the right right side. I think it was like pass. He made a pass, came back to me, made another pass. And and then got yeah, got on the horse. Yep. And um. Ran the channel, got got onto the ball in behind and smashed it off the keeper. He should have. I think he should have laid it. He should have laid it off for uh, Jonathan David or or Bamba.
1: Would have been the fifth goal, but you know, it's okay. He needs a. He probably feels
3: like he needs to score. Uh, like I think it's just one of those things where where when you're a real hooper, like we talked about with Geo, uh, Tim also falls in that category without a doubt. It, uh, you probably just never have that much rust on you. But like then, no matter when, because you just you were born to do this. It probably has a little something to do with their upbringing as far as, uh you know.
1: Very, very good dads. They were also soccer players and 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 moms in, in Gio's case. But uh,
3: yeah, their rust is not something that exists with Tim and Gio specifically. At the beginning of the match, they had the players walking in. Uh, the the Leo players specifically walking in they they're all they're all suited and booted looking very nice on top some type of red carpet situation like it was crazy <laughs> it was crazy and they got they got a close up of Tim they got a close up of Tim walking in man shades on all black suit looking hmm. looking very nice I, I I tried to screen record it but uh, when I looked when I like I did record it and then when I pulled it up uh, I guess they have some type of anti Screen record software where it was just a black screen. Oh, so man, um, that's,
0: that's, that's getting around that anti-screen recording software. Have you noticed this, Waki? I have. Yeah. Damn. Bam. It's, uh, impact, it's impacting my life. A Sergeant went ninety in a two-two win. No goal contributions, but I thought he was really good. Again, he's my he's my starting striker in Qatar, which means absolutely nothing, right? Berhalter's not going to start Sergeant, I don't think. But yeah, he, lots- he's not consulting you, Bills. Nope, he's not. Lots of good combination and ball winning and physicality. He just looks like the guy to me. Had one shot from a tight angle that drew a good save from the keeper. Continues to play well. He just very uh, one and one other thing you notice is just how rarely he has the ball taken from him. It doesn't happen very often.
3: Yeah, and and, and there was a I think in the in the Watford match there was this one touch from him that that I really liked uh that that i just had noted like the ball was the ball was just fizzed into him from like 5 yards away mm-hmm. and he just and he just took it down like no no problems you know what i'm saying like just came it was kind it came right into his shins oh yeah i know the and one
1: you're like, talking about and he like had to move his foot back but he like perfectly cushioned it i was just like damn
0: this dude he's he's arrived. he has he has i think i think some people may not I mean, it is hard to watch some of these championship games. And, um, you know, we were able to watch everything on, on Y-Scout, which is a little bit of a cheat. But um, he's, I, I think some people would not realize how, how well he's playing, how good he is right now. But, yeah, maybe they do. I don't know. Dest started and played well and got subbed at the half, up 2-0 for Milan. Some kind of injury. I I hope minor. Yeah, yeah apparently so. he's not he's not traveling with the team to their uh, oh, to Jesus. Zagreb. And I'm glad to hear it's an. I guess no, I'm not glad to hear it's an injury. If it, it well, it's better than it being a. As long as it's a minor injury, it's better than it being a um, you know, yeah, sporting decision. Yeah, well, if it's minor enough, I'm
1: glad.
3: I I, I was hoping it was just a, a cramp or something,
1: but.
0: Whatever it is, I guess yeah. we'll see if he actually doesn't travel to Zagreb for that um, Champions League game. He he was cooking a little bit. I counted three. I mean, my counting is, has been shown to be somewhat suspect in this episode, but I counted <laughs> three 30 yard plus runs with the ball, where he was he beat like he beat the guy pressing him, and then and then created something for a teammate, uh, including a, a shot for Origi. Um, seems like he's getting more
1: comfortable in Milan yep yep he, he was he was doing it
3: he was pulling out some old surge stuff he was he was restoring the feeling for sure yep stepping past people you know uh it, it was nice to see uh right up until he didn't come out for. <laughs> right until he didn't come out for the second half
1: but yeah we shall see yeah I mean he'll 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 start for us at the World Cup and that's that's as it should be. Um, yeah,
3: um well if I could just real quick, um I don't know if you've noticed, but some some players are like getting hurt and they actually are like just saying like, yo, I'm hanging it up until the World Cup. Like like Paredes has done that for Juve. Really he got hurt and yeah. He's just like yo, I'm I'm not coming back until the World Cup comes. So
1: I wonder if Tyler Adams can get away with that. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm
3: yeah, it's something he should consider. It's um, something to yeah. consider for sure.
1: Because, I, uh, I feel like
3: I, I feel like there's no the 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 club's got to understand what's going
2: on here. You know, they they just yeah, have they, to. But Jesse Marsh's job is on the line. Oh yeah, yeah. I think for, you gave him his first to start. So you know,
1: he's not going to say, "Hey, I'm I'm sitting out at the World Cup." Not that that would even be a good idea. Yeah,
0: you owe him, Tyler. No minutes for John Brooks, uh, but let me remind everybody that he's behind Nicolas Otamendi, who is an Argentine international. And I looked this up. Otamendi started all of Argentina's World Cup qualifiers except the one he missed for a yellow card suspension. So it sounds like he just did a really bad job in free agency. Maybe
1: exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, but yeah. Go ahead. I just think. Yes,
0: sure. He did a, he did a bad job in free agency, but the idea that he sucks because he's not getting minutes for Benfica, which I think is out there, and it's not right. exactly you know it's not exactly right. And uh,
1: I, did, I, I didn't realize that he was behind it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Odemendy's going to start at the World Cup for and Argentina Odomeni. at left center back for sure. And and the other and the other thing is it's just like. It's not, as we'll talk about CC. we're going to talk about CCV next. CCV, Cameron Carter-Vickers is, if Richards is not healthy, I think, I hope Cameron Carter-Vickers is the guy who starts. But if it's not one of those two, we're looking at Aaron Long or Mark McKenzie at left center back. At the World Cup, guys.
1: The World freaking Cup. And it's not, it's not
0: okay. It's not okay.
3: uh i mean <laughs> yeah but but at the same time man like you know not, not, not every so john brooks finds himself in the situation that he that he finds himself in and no matter what uh how fair it is or not he has to he has to find his way out of it you know what i'm saying by doing some by doing some convincing and you know he was he was a like waki said he was a free agent he was free to sign with any club in the world theoretically and he chose the one uh, where he's relegated to Portuguese cup matches. So, I mean, and and the thing is, there's two ways that you can interpret this. The most damning one is that he just didn't have any other suitable options. And, you know, he had to sign up to be a death piece for Benfica. Or, uh, and the most charitable is that he signed up to be a death piece because he's getting the bag. And I have to say that I kind of doubt that. I don't know how much money Benfica has or doesn't have but
1: the mm-hmm. the 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 size of their bags can't be
0: can't be that big can't be that big i just looked it up on capology i don't see, it doesn't have john brooks's 2022 23 salary on it yet Otamendi's mendy's making
1: 2.1 million euros
0: okay i don't know yeah. yeah i mean it's brooks not blameless if if he doesn't make the World Cup roster, I don't think, but Look, it was on it was on
3: him to show and prove, man. It was on him to show improve, and, and you had from January <laughs> you had from January first to negotiate with with clubs, man. And on, on deadline day, you sign with Benfica and and look at you. Yeah. So I don't I I just don't know. Like I can't I I can't feel that bad for him. Uh he should be on the roster, yes, he should be playing for us. Um, above these other options, more than likely, but hey, it is what it is.
0: I mean, it, also worth mentioning, Benfica's even on points with PSG, and uh, in the Champions League, they're both they both have eight points. They've t- they've drawn twice. This is a team that is really good, or at least you know able to get results against other really good teams. But anyway, you're right. I mean, he should have if he really wanted to play in the world cup, he should have gone somewhere where he's going to play Uh CCV captain Celtic in a four, three win. Could you, you got anything from that Vince? So
3: he committed a foul to give up a, pen, a penalty. And also he got beat for uh, another goal. So out of those three goals, um, he was, he was responsible for two. Of <laughs> he was responsible for two of them. Uh, unfortunately, oh, this man. is the, uh, you know the the this is the left center back of the scuffs party.
0: Yeah, I mean he he'd be my choice if Richards isn't healthy, and good golly, Richards is not healthy yet. I don't know what I don't even know what is going on there.
2: He was listed yeah it's on unfortunate footmob
0: as several days. It is
3: unfortunate. Uh, yeah, and I don't know who tweeted what was it Tannenwald or somebody that tweeted the, you know um. Crystal Palace have two or three games left and he's still not back already. And the thing, the thing about it is, um, I, I actually think he would be up and fighting for some minutes. Because Crystal Palace isn't performing that well and they're shipping goals a little bit. Like, I think he would, he might have
1: been able to work his way into the lineup if he had stayed healthy. But as... Yeah, I ain't going to say too much. Just, 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 just get healthy, Chris, please. Yeah. All right. Let's get well, out of here. What? What's that? One more
3: thing. Uh, Kevin Paredes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Started for Wolfsburg. Uh, at right wing. At right wing. At right wing. At right wing. He did all right. Uh, Wolfsburg was up against it for like, I'd say like a good part of the first half. Then they kind of turned the tides
1: a little bit. And did they win that game? I think they drew. They drew 2-2. Two, two. Okay. But Kevin, he was busy. Yeah, he was, he was busy, uh, mostly uh,
3: technically secure. You know what I'm saying? The ball came into him. He made a stick most of the time. Um, like I said, they, they were up against it. So especially in those points where he was kind of an outlet for them to get out. He did pretty well most of the time. Um, and unfortunately, he, he hurt himself like right before he, literally his last action of the match. He was like chasing a ball into the corner, and uh, I, I think he rolled his ankle. It, it was a non-contact injury, though.
0: There was some who knows what happened forensics on his Instagram post about the game that that uh, you know found that the tone of his Instagram post was positive enough that he probably wasn't hurt that bad. Well, uh, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it is good to see. You know, good to see him be competent and. Um, useful for for a Bundesliga team, even yeah. at right wing.
1: Yeah,
3: and and it was it it was building to this point. He had put together a nice string of of competent cameos, and uh, was rewarded with a start
0: this weekend. So,
1: yeah, hopefully another
0: another real quick note. Uh, Marlon Fossey, who was a, a fullback in the Fulham Academy for a long time. And like you know, people have been following youth national team players for a long time. Will remember him. He's he's now had a good stretch of games to um for Standard Liège in Belgium, the fifth the fifth place team in the table there, and he started and at right back and scored a goal for them in a three one I think a three one win over Anderlecht. So, Belgian is Belgium is where it's at. Yep. It's Very good. nice to see. You it. love Belgium, don't you? I love it.
2: Love Me? Belgium so much. Never been, don't know much about it, but just the sound of it really,
0: really got me. Let's just, let's wrap it up. If you want to get the money review every week, sign up for the Patreon. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you.